0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to An Axe to Grind, the podcast. My name is Chris Gary, reporter with Channel 7, and on the line is Trevor, the axe, Gilmister, Gilly. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, Chris. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, really good, except for the fact that it's becoming apparent to me my finals campaign will be quite short because the Broncos aren't really going to make many moves in the finals. They can't make the four after last night's loss to the Cowboys. Um, look, the Cowboys played well. Uh, the Bronx, though, were quite poor. And, Gilly, you actually noticed some things in some of the players that, that that stood out to you about what could be improved in terms of how they approach the game.
1: Yeah, I... I mean, just from the outside looking in and, and you know I know some of the folks uh, I'm mainly looking at the Fords. that you know, I just I can see a bit of frustration on on some of them you know like a, um, a bit of pushing and shoving and you know just you know, just little things I mean it's not that's not you know a major th- a major issue, but just frustration, you can tell that they're you know, a little bit frustrated on you know uh, from what I'm not hundred percent sure. probably the way they're playing but I mean Wayne would have been filthy about their completion rate last night um you know they'd honestly the the Cowboys were I've got to say you know okay in the first half and the Broncos should have put 20 on them in the first half if they completed a lot better than what they did um so that'd be frustrating um yeah so it's a bit I I don't know it just looks a bit of frustration you know just and it's not a major issue, but the what like the hair pulling, you know, the the few weeks of that, and um, just a couple of niggly things that I just see the bit of frustration creeping in.
0: Yeah, you, you don't like that style of footy, those little cheap shots and dirty play.
1: No, no, not really. I mean, it's it's, I mean, yeah, it's a tough enough game as it is without you know doing silly things like that. And we say that's um, you know, some blokes, everyone, everyone has a brain snap. Um, you know, I've done that myself on the footy field. You know, I won't say that I was an angel either, but I mean, uh, yeah, things like just hair pulling and stuff like that. I just think that's obviously that's um, frustration more than anything.
0: Um, let's let's dive into the big issue this week, and that is Anthony Griffin's sacking um, at Penrith, which you forecasted on this podcast. You sort of you suggested there was some. Uh, some internal strife there at the foot of the mountains. What have you made of, of the overall scenario? I mean, uh, four weeks before the finals, I mean, look, I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Hooks coaching, um, mainly due to what I know went down at the Broncos. Um, but it is a big, big and brave call to sack a coach a month out from the finals.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it kinda, yeah, we all heard the rumblings uh, a while ago, a couple of months ago. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, probably to no one's um, surprise that, you know, this has happened to be honest because we thought it was going to happen earlier, but you're right, a month out from the finals, that's probably a bit baffling. Um, Obviously Phil uh, Gills, you know, I was coached by Phil down there at Penrith a fair while ago now and um, um, obviously it's his way or the highway, Gus. So, I mean, you know, I mean, that's a, you know it's a coaching roller coaster isn't it you know especially uh that you know at the level that the nrl is and uh and I, I you know i don't know anthony griffin that well to be honest i've met him a couple of times just to say g'day and that's about it so i don't know his coaching style um to be honest so i'm not i can't really get into that but uh i know phil gould uh pretty well and um uh, mate he's he's very uh forthright in what he uh, wants from his footy team um you know obviously it kind of, is a bit of bit baffling too because, I mean, they're, the, they're overseeing everything but they're kind of unaccountable, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. You know what I
1: mean? So um, why, why wasn't this done, you know, 12 months ago? Um, you know, things like that. You know, if they want to implement things that he didn't, uh, like what was going on, why didn't implement that, you know, 12 months, or 18 months ago? And so, you know, sit down and with everyone and have a bit of a, Powwow and, and sort things out. Obviously, both both um, Hook and uh, obviously Phil Gould have got their pretty strong-minded and, and strong-willed, and they know what they want, and probably don't want to buckle by the sound of it. That's why I can't believe even uh, any any talk about uh, Wayne Bennett going there. That that yeah. won't happen. No. Nah. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of baffled, and, and but it could be a masterstroke. You just don't know, do you? I mean. Um, Phil Gould's—he's a, a very smart operator. Uh, he's a bit of a weirdo sometimes, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I think everyone will be watching Penrith now in the next, you know, three, four, five weeks to, you know, to see what happens.
0: Did you and Gus clash back in the day?
1: No, I didn't. No, I never clashed with him. Uh, but I, I know he's incensed about what goes on at the Broncos. Um, he's, he's got a he's paranoid he thinks Brisbane have got the the magic formula for somehow uh, but um, yeah I think it's yeah yeah I, I don't know no I, I never coach uh, class with Gus but um, I, can, I can see people who would clash with him um, you know I'm pretty easy going bike and you know when, when you're in a team environment I think you you need to to go with things that it might not necessarily work for you, but it might work for your teammate or a couple of young blokes before, beside you. Yeah, I mean, um, um, you know, the psychology side of it wasn't my cup of tea, uh, but uh, but if it had to help some of the young blokes, um, you know, you go with it. That's that's what being a good teammate is. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. He's um, he's got some uh, weird weird <laughs> weird uh, ideas, Gus, but. <laughs> Yeah, Can you give us it's... an
0: insight into perhaps some of those you remember that that struck you as strange? Oh,
1: you know, I, it was not so much weird, but I, I remember our, our training sessions were going too long, and and I spoke to him and I said, Gus, we need to, uh, you know, bring our uh, coaching sessions down a little bit. They're too long, you know. And coming from the Broncos, and admittedly they've been together a long time, so they know each other. The trainer runs are shorter, sharper, and anyway, so we'd go from a video session into you know, from a, from the field, half an hour in the video session, and then we go out for an hour hour and twenty minutes on the field, and and the young blokes would just be their mind would be spinning and be t- telling them about plays and things, and, and some of them just couldn't you know, grasp what he was talking about. So, um, um, which you know, I was doing the right thing, being a senior player, try to go to him and talk to him. And, Instead of go for an hour and a half, we go we go for an hour and twenty, or whatever. <laughs> 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 but then then we'd stop and talk in between, you know. So anyway, but that's that was just as I said. I I, was, I, I picked up things off Gus as a, as a player um, from his coachings. and you know, obviously picked up plenty of things off Wayne Bennett, you know. Uh, picked up. Um, enormous amount of things off Arthur and um, when I first went to the Roosters. So I think you learn... If you're open-minded enough, you'll learn something from every coach you've got, um, even though some blokes don't have the best records. Sometimes you can pick something up. And, and I think it all determines uh, what, what position of your career you're in. If, you, if you're a young bloke, really young... Uh, and I was so fortunate to be go down to the Roosters that, to learn off the great Arthur in you know, about forward play, and he used to show me things on the footy field that I'd, I'd never even thought of, you know. What I mean, so um, that was that was really good learning uh, from him because he's just you know legend of the game and just a champion bloke. And then I think Wayne was more into the mental side of it and the preparation and and skills and stuff like that. So you learn something from everyone, but if you're open uh, open minded enough.
0: Well, I've always got on pretty well with Gus. I, I quite like him actually, but he's a serial liar. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think, but I think he does it all in with an end goal. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there'd be a plan beyond it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think he lies just for lying's sake. He lies because he's keeping something hidden. He's just, yeah. yeah. But uh, what my issue here is, let's just go back a bit. So Gus sacks Ivan Cleary because he says he's too tired, and then he goes and signs Anthony Griffin without interviewing or looking at a single other person, and Gus takes responsibility for it, saying, Anthony Griffin's the coach. He's the best person available. I am certain of this. I don't need to interview anyone else. This is our guy. I'm not stuffing around. Anthony yeah. Griffin's our coach. So he signs Anthony Griffin, and we all knew if he'd actually... I understand he did some due diligence with Paul White, and that's fair enough, but if he'd spoken to some players... Um, at the Broncos, they would have told him that Anthony Griffin's a solid coach, but he's not going to win your premiership. So, Anthony Griffin has some good success. You know, he gets him into the eight. Um, he certainly builds the club up a bit from where it was, brings some local guys through, and, and that's what Anthony can do. He's, he's good at that. But he hits the ceiling, as we all knew he would. So, then he sacks Anthony Griffin just to get Ivan Cleary back, and yet. Phil Gould's job, the board, who also had a major role in this, none of these people are scrutinised. That's that's my issue. Like they can just do what they want. They've made mass, two massive errors, and they're not scrutinised.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you got to be. Everyone should be accountable uh, for what goes on uh, in your, especially in your footy club. Um, and and there's a lot. You know, there's a lot goes on with a head coaching role. You know, to deal with sponsors. Obviously, recruitment. You know, the next crew, uh, next group of uh, young ones coming through. Uh, obviously, your, your first grade blokes. You know, there could be problems at home, and you know, as I said before, like the dealing with sponsors. Um, it's it's more than just coaching. Um, yeah, you're right, but it's yeah, that's a bit of a worry for uh, people who put themselves in those positions, and they're unaccountable, and they just walk in and, and will the axe for. On people and that, uh, <laughs> and their job safe
0: all the time. What, what's the comparison between Gus and Bennett? Like coached by both, how do they compare? Poles apart.
1: Um, yeah, Wayne. Wayne. You know, Wayne doesn't say a lot. Uh, what he What he says, is it's it's very measured. A bit like Phil Gould, I suppose. What he just says, as you said before, he might tell a bit of a porky pie, but it's leading into something else down the track. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. As I said, I was open-minded as a player, and, and I think Wayne uh, Wayne's strength was to keep your feet on the ground. Uh, I just remember one day I got a uh, man of the match thing at the Old Link Park, and I walked in as yeah, you did. The, you did all the uh, interviews and that and got the envelope with nothing in it, and, uh, <laughs> and they'd go, "You got man of the match." And anyway, you go, "Oh, okay, right." I said, and I walked in a bit later, and, and I had the envelope in my hand, and as I said, nothing in it. and Wayne just said, you know, did you get me out of the match? I said, yeah, you know, you know, pump myself up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I did. And he just says, oh, I, I thought you played better last week and just walked away. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what, he, what he's trying to do is just keep your feet on the ground. I know that. You know what I mean? He was, so you don't get a big head. Um, that, that's what he did to me that day. Um, and he used to talk to blokes, you know, up, you know, on the, on the side about all, different things as well so obviously that uh, the mental side of it is a huge you know most bikes nowadays or most clubs they do similar training um, you know they'll sit there at similar levels of fitness you know what I mean so, um, so ob- some people obviously are better footballers than others that's just that's just natural but the mental side of it is is a uh, plays a huge part and obviously um, you know Wayne's very good at that and the hardest thing about the NRL is doing. You got to do it every week, mm-hmm. and goes to show you. Like last night, if you don't turn up, well, I just didn't, they didn't. They did turn up the play, but I'm just saying. But um, if you're five percent, ten percent mentally off your game, or just a, a smidgen off your game, you're going to get beaten. Yeah. You know. So um, yeah, it's you know it's amazing. I mean, last week, you know, the, the amount of Upsets that happened last week, and a lot of the clubs they can't make the finals. You know what I mean? And they're, but they're still battling uh, to get in there, and um, you know, so it's it, it's huge for the game. I think it's fantastic for the game because you, it'll go right through to the end of the year. You won't know who's going to win half the time. You know, unless you got a, you know, Melbourne, you know, up or you know, or the South up against the. Um, you know the Knights. You know you think, you're pretty sure that South might knock them off, but you wouldn't be surprised if the Knights knock them off. You know, what I mean, I'm looking, looking really looking forward to tonight's game. You know, with the Roosters and South, that's a that's going to be a cracker of a game. You know, that one.
0: Oh, that'll be sensational. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the Filet O Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savoury tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I think last night with the Broncos, they, they yet again, that last 10 minutes... Well last 1520 when um, McLean, Scott and Tamalolo Yeah, they got
1: back on. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the Bronx they're ruck I mean, uh, it's just they just get steamrolled through there, and they've got some really good young forwards. They have got Matt Lodge, who's had a really good season. They really miss Josh Maguire. Yeah. Um and then you don't have a half to game manage to kick for the corners either. I think those those elements last night were the main reasons they they lost. Is that I just you just think if they had a Blake Green or a Jimmy Maloney or yeah. or a Cleary or uh, but, Cooper uh, Cronk,
1: but, but, but I mean, but the defensively in the middle, they you know, like they as you said, when they put those blokes back on you know, that some of those young bikes probably just couldn't go with them. You know what I mean? So uh, they're bit no. loose around the ruck, you know, and that's where, as you're saying, when they brought those three bikes back on, you know, they just made too many yards through the middle. There, um, there's
0: always and, markers with Broncos. Their markers are always sprawled on the ground or aren't yeah, up crook enough. Yeah. and
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's, um, as I said, it's, a that, you know, um, we focus a lot on, on the attacking side of things and, and people... Uh, See, oh, blokes scoring really good tries, and some of those blokes have scored some really good tries close to the ruck, you know, and bang, and they get through in behind to play the ball and crash over and score a try. But uh, it's doing it when you're in the defensive line as well; you'll be able Mm. to stop those tries. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, interesting to see what um, happens. um, You know, for you know for the uh, the next few weeks leading into the final. So, yeah, I'm really keen to see what happens.
0: Um, well, let's get to tonight's big game, uh, the book of feuds, Rabbitohs, <laughs> Roosters, <laughs> one of the great rugby league phrases. Uh, who are you tipping there?
1: Mate, um, I, mate, I had five seasons at the Roosters and, and loved every minute, and, and this is one of the, like, I wouldn't say hatreds, but uh, like the, these two clubs uh, got some history, a lot of history. Um, you know, especially back in all nineteen oh eight, there was that when they first kicked off. But um, a lot of history, you know, uh, finals, grand finals. Uh, you know, they've um, they don't really like each other. There's no doubt about it. You know, because they they're right beside each other. And um, remember when I was at the Roosters if South beat us, oh mate, we used to cop it for the next <laughs> week, you know, or two weeks or a month uh, from people just in the streets. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm really loving um, how South are playing at the moment. But I just wonder how much that took out of them playing against Melbourne last week. Um, that great win, it was a, and it was a good game. Really tough, uh, physical game. Look, look, looked like it was pretty quick as well. So I'm just wondering if our South can back up um, you know, from that game. And well, seeds will do a good job on you know getting them nice and fresh for this game. But I'm just thinking the Roosters might have a little bit more left, a bit more petrol left in the tank, you know, for this game. Um, or, albeit it was a close game against the Cowboys, I don't think it was quite as physical as the as the Melbourne South game, you know. So um, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards the Roosters, but geez, I'm, I'm you know nothing or surprised, you know to what happens tonight. That's and that's why South. Leading the competition, you know what I mean. So um, yeah, it's going to be a cracker again. That one.
0: Do you guys like Nick Politis really get into a week like this? You know, would they get into into you during the week and be like, you know, these these oh, the rabidos, well, you've got to smash them?
1: Yeah. Well, I was there years ago. Nick he, Nick was a, the sponsor, but he didn't seem a great deal. No one there as much as obviously he's involved uh, at the club nowadays. So yeah, he wasn't around as much when I was there. But um, yeah, looked after you. Uh, he's a good fella. So I mean, obviously um, they all they all want to win. Souths want to win, and uh, and and the Roosters, and it's oh mate, it's yeah, it's everyone will be on edge uh, this afternoon. You can tell, and you know, um, I think the uh, the big the big difference is, you know, like you got Roosters fans and Souths fans. Obviously, they you know, live not far from each other. And they they just mate they take it personally. I mean I'm i I remember the old days at Redfern. You just run out in Redfern and the chicken wire through it. They used to spit on you and everything through <laughs> the chicken wire. And uh you'd run out and you'd have it half a dozen gollies hanging off the back of you. And uh yeah, oh yeah, they take it they take it personal. So uh yeah, she'll be uh she'll I think it might be a pretty fiery game tonight.
0: Yeah, for sure. Sam Burgess, hard game in the Burgess.
1: boys, You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Um Uh, The other game tonight is Warriors-Knights. Quickly, who who are you tipping on that? Yeah, I think...
1: think, Nothing would surprise me, but I think the Warriors will win that one.
0: Yeah, it's in Auckland. You'd think so. Um, Titans versus the Panthers. Now, a stat... I didn't get this stat, but interestingly, I saw one of the Fox Sports guys uh, brought it up. There's been 16 coaches sacked mid-season Uh, I think it's in the past, um, since the NRL began. And they win the next week? Well, no. Only five of those times has the team with a sacked coach won the next week. Right. So that you know, and look, obviously the reason the coach is being sacked is probably because the team's going poorly. So, um, but that 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 exposes that sort of myth, and I believed it because there's so many th- instances that stick in your mind of a team suddenly turning up with a new coach and everyone's fired up. And I just remember Phil Gould had a reason for it. He said, "Well, I remember he said one time that the players no longer have an excuse. The players use the coach as an excuse, and when yeah, the coach yeah. is gone, yeah. suddenly yeah. they don't have that excuse. So of course they." Well, my- the,
1: yeah, but most of the teams that have been uh, the coaches have been sacked to Are going, going dreadful. Yeah. You no, know, Penrith aren't going that bad. You know what I mean. So Penrith are going fairly good, to be honest. And they got a quality uh, team. So I, I still think Penrith will win, uh, regardless. Um, there's too many quality players in there. Uh, you know, obviously Regan Campbell Gillard's come. He, he come back last week. He's got another game under his belt. So I think they'll. Um, um, yeah, I think Penrith will win,
0: mate. And from what I understand, and I've been told this by several people, is that the reason for the comebacks in the last two weeks is that in the second halves, the players took it upon themselves to play their way. Their first halves, they were playing Hook's way. In the second halves, they were playing their way, and that was certainly conveyed back to Gus and the oh, board. Okay. And that's part of why they sacked him, because it was the players staging a mini-revolt. Um, So with that is part of why Gus and the board have moved because they're saying, hey, these players, if they actually play with the game plan they want to use, what could happen? That There could be a premiership, but I guess we'll we'll find out in the next month. Um, Yeah,
1: well, sometimes it can work both ways, that, because, I mean, Sometimes you can't have the patience running the asylum, <laughs> <Can> <laughs> No, you know I mean?
0: no, no. Well, there's plenty of coaches that weren't liked by the playing group who found success by not being exactly liked.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. Like, so see, um, I'm kind of, um, you know, um, you don't you, you don't go out and play bad because you don't like the coach. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that, that's a cop out. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, I mean you don't have to be best buddies with the coach, but you go out to play for yourself and your teammates. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, and it's your own pride and your own performance, you know I mean, so I, I, not liking the coach and going out and playing bad, well, yeah, that's a bit of a cop-out for mine.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Panthers, so Panthers to beat the Titans. Another game yep. is Seagulls-Bulldogs on Saturday. Who are you tipping there? Yeah,
1: that's a toss of the coin, isn't it? Yeah. The doggy's starting to play some good, all right footy. Um, Manly obviously knocked off Canola uh, last week. Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll go to Seagulls, but I'm not real confident.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was an impressive win, actually, the Seagulls over the Sharks yeah. in Cronulla the on a footer, Sunday. Yeah,
1: i Evans. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Eels, Dragons?
1: Yeah,
0: I think the Dragons will... Um, well, they got it, do, don't
1: they? they? Yeah, I think the Dragons will have to bounce back shortly.
0: Yeah. Um, on Sunday, we have the Raiders, Tigers. Now, the Tigers are still a faint hope. Um, of making the eight, especially if the Warriors lose with the Broncos losing last night. So they still have something to play for.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the Raiders play like they can play. If they go out and kind of um, play that kind of free-flowing to style, yeah, I think the Raiders will put the nail in the coffin for the Tigers.
0: Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And finally, another cracker game Sunday in Melbourne, Storm versus Sharks.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, these two uh, clubs don't like each other, do they? You know? No. They're especially the you know the players. Um, you can tell there's a bit of feeling in this. Uh, especially Will go. Chambers, I think. Alleg- I think they Sorry,
0: the, mate? Sharks, the Sharks hate Will Chambers. There's been a lot of drama there. <laughs> he can be annoying. I can
1: see why. Will can rub you up the wrong way. Oh, um, I, I find him very annoying. He doesn't stop talking, Will. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, Canola got a pretty good record too, haven't they? Especially down there. But uh, I think Melbourne, after getting beaten last week, I think I think they'll bounce back, mate. Uh, obviously, a lot of that depends on Smithy, um, whether he plays or not. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, if Smithy plays, you know, obviously they their chance of uh, winning goes up about eighty percent. You know what I mean? So um, if he doesn't play, that'll be a big plus for the, the Sharkies. But yeah, I think Melbourne down there.
0: No worries. Well, thank you for your time, Gilly. Really appreciate it, mate. No worries, mate.